There are some big changes coming soon to pandemic unemployment benefits. Rhode Island's DLT director Matt Weldon joins us to explain. Director, good morning and what should people expect within the next week or so? Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. And during the pandemic, Congress introduced new programs to help working families get through this difficult time. Uh, and those programs were intended to be temporary in nature because unemployment as a program is temporary. It's meant as income support to help people that have lost a job until they get their next job. In Rhode Island, that usually means you can collect for up to 26 weeks, depending on what you qualify for. They introduced these new programs, and one program was a series of extensions or added weeks to that regular unemployment program to keep people uh, getting paid right through the pandemic. They also added a new program called Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, which covered people that typically wouldn't be covered by unemployment. So self-employed people, gig economy workers, or people that just don't qualify. And they also added an extra amount to go out to everybody uh, through their weekly payment. And it, at first it was $600, and then it became $300. Uh, and all of those things are ending uh, as of September 4th. The last payment will be for week ending September 4th. That means that following week, most of the people collecting unemployment in Rhode Island won't be eligible anymore to collect. How many folks are we talking about here who are still collecting that extra $300 who will see it go away September 4th? So it's going to go away for everyone. You know, right now there are about 57,000 people this week that requested a payment. And about 80% or 45,000 of them will drop off after nine, uh, September 4th. We have heard from employers this extra money is a disincentive for people to go back and get a job. First of all, what's your take on that? And secondly, what do you think will happen once we see these extended benefits end? I mean, I definitely understand the argument. And for some people, I, you know, they were collecting more on unemployment than they had been working in the past. And we we're also dealing circum with circumstances that were much more difficult than what we had been dealing with. Uh, and so I get that. In states that did end the benefits early, though, they didn't see people return to work any quicker. So I'm not sure that's the only reason. Um, you know, we think that going forward now, we've been talking about it for quite some time, that people need to go look for a job. They can do that with us. It's free. It's a service. They should take advantage of it. They need to get connected immediately. And even if they still have some concerns or some child care concerns, you know, take advantage of the free service because the benefits are ending and there's not going to be another payment coming after week ending September 4th. What is unemployment looking like overall? We hear tons of companies are hiring a lot of jobs out there, but then you also hear people saying that they can't find a job that matches up with their skills. So what is the situation? So, you know, Rhode Island is competitive with our unemployment rate, uh, with our neighbors and with the country. You know, the economy is improving. We added 7,200 jobs last month. That's the biggest job gain we've had in some time. Uh, we still have a long way to go. There are a lot of jobs available. If people go to backtoworkri.com, they can connect immediately with job openings. And maybe it's not their next career move. Maybe it's a bridge job, but it's an opportunity for them to get reconnected with the economy while they figure out what they're going to do in the future. There are training opportunities that are there for free. There are virtual job coaches and job fairs that they can connect with. All these services are free. We need to get them to use them very quickly because the end is rapidly approaching. We're hearing that companies are competing more and more for workers and that's driving wages up. Is that something that you're seeing in Rhode Island when folks are returning to work? Are they able to earn more than maybe they would have before the pandemic? I think anecdotally and, and just from the signs that we see on doors when we all go out into the community, we see that they're paying more than they had been paying in the past. 
Uh, Rhode Island recently uh, passed a law to change the minimum wage to raise it to $15 over a uh, period of time. You know, I think that's going to come sooner than people thought uh, because employers are having to pay folks to get people employed. And for a while now, it's been a job seeker market. In a couple of weeks, that's going to change. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with wages and benefits after that. People were collecting these benefits and it was keeping a lot of families safe and alive during the pandemic. But the dark side of that was that we saw this widespread unemployment fraud, right? Tens of millions of dollars in unemployment benefits that were applied for fraudulently that went out that should not have. What is the latest on that investigation and what is the total money uh, that has been lost to fraudsters? So throughout the country, it, the number is incredible and every single state has dealt with the same thing. And we're working together uh, across the country with law enforcement here in Rhode Island with local law enforcement. The state police have been great partners. Uh, we're trying to do all we can to not only detect fraud once it happens and stop it quickly, but to prevent it from coming in at all. As you can imagine, when you're trying to run a system that's trying to pay people during a difficult time, you have to be careful about what kind of controls you have. You don't want to keep legitimate folks out. Uh, which would be the way to do that would be just to not process claims and that's not fair to them and it's not appropriate uh, so we've had to do an awful lot of work over the last 17 months unfortunately a lot of fraudulent claims have been paid now more of them were paid in the beginning of the pandemic because our systems weren't as refined as they are now but sometimes claims get through and a payment gets through before we're able to stop it or detect it and that's because the fraudsters are that sophisticated they move, uh, they ebb and flow quickly, they adjust, they tell each other how to file these claims throughout the country. It's very frustrating for all of us, and the numbers are unbelievable. We're reporting right now that there's about $70 million in confirmed fraudulent payments that went out. Unfortunately, when you add in the suspected fraud, which isn't confirmed because we don't necessarily have a victim, that number goes way up to $500 million. I know it's a huge number. Just to put it into context, we paid out about $3.8 billion in benefits during the pandemic. $70 million confirmed fraud just in Rhode Island. That's right. Wow. Okay. And up to $500 million if you count the suspected fraud but not confirmed. That's right. And 80% of that was covered through federal payments, you know, 20% through the Rhode Island's trust fund. And we're working to recover that money. Uh, we've now gone over $11 million, I believe, in recovered funds, and it goes up every single week. You know, it's very, very difficult. And you have to work with as a partner with law enforcement and other agencies throughout the country uh, to talk to one another, to tell them what we're seeing and to try to solve these problems together. It's frustrating, though, right, because these are largely cyber crimes. You've gotten $11 million back, but out of up to $500 million, a lot of this money is probably gone forever, unfortunately, right? I mean, I'm going to leave that to law enforcement. They're going to they, they're working tirelessly to try to track it down. And the banks have been good partners. Uh, even these Internet banks that I wasn't even aware of, really, until about 17 months ago uh, that live entirely online. They want to be good corporate partners. They're trying to return money to us. And we're going to keep taking it as long as we can to backfill that that loss. Do you want to reassure people about Rhode Island's unemployment system? Because when people hear about the fraud and cyber crimes, they think, well, is it DLT system? Is your system secure? I know you and I have talked about that. What do you want people to know about the state system? So our system is old, no doubt, but it's stable and it's secure. And it's the same kind of technology that a lot of large companies use behind the scenes with new interfaces on the front end. Um, we have not had been breached. We haven't been compromised. We've been tested by the state IT system. They look at it every single day and they run tests against it. Remember, when somebody files a fraudulent claim, they had to have had the person's information to put it in. 
they're not taking it out of the state system. It needs to be entered into the system. And so that means that someone through one of these large data breaches that we all read about that have happened either through the credit rating agencies, a couple recently, through large, uh, you know, big box stores have had some problems. The U.S. Department of Defense had a leak at one time. You know, these are challenges that we all face. And what happens is all this information lives on the dark web for a very long time. The fraudsters are able to buy it cheap and use it to file claims. So our system is secure, but unfortunately, when somebody else has your information, they can use it to file claims like this fraudulently. What do you need to do if this happens to you? Because unfortunately, I just had a viewer reach out this week, just happened to her. She got a letter in the mail that, that wasn't actually addressed to her, but came to her address. What do people need to do when this happens to them? So there's a couple of things. If you get a letter to your house uh, or your residence and it's not addressed to you, just please write return to sender and send it back. It'll come to us and that'll help us make sure that that's locked down as fraud. Uh, the second thing is if you get a claim that's filed in your name and you're notified by your place of business or because you receive documents in the mail, go to the Rhode Island State Police website. Make sure you, it's right on the front page of their website. Fill out the information. It should give you an auto receipt to let you know that they've received it. The volume is so high that there's really no way for people to call every single person back. You need to know that once we have it, that we're locking it down and it's not going to be paid. If it was paid, it won't be paid any further and we'll chase that money back. There's resources and information on DLT's website at dlt.ri.gov, all about what to do if this happens to you. The most important thing I'm telling every single person, even if it hasn't happened to you, do a free credit check. I think what this has taught us is just about everybody's information seems to have been compromised. Please protect yourself and your credit. Yeah, that's great advice for unemployment or just to check it every year or even every six months. I know we talked about employees losing those additional benefits and trying to find a job that matches them. What about employers? What are you hearing from them? Are they able to find workers more easily than they were a couple of months ago when we heard so many places saying, look, I just cannot find the employees I need? I think week over week, it's getting better for them. I'm hearing from some employers. I meet with them every week, and I'm hearing that they're seeing more applications come in now than they ever have before. That's good. I hope that's partly because of the messaging that we're doing, and people realize they really the benefits are ending, and they need to get back to work. Uh, employers, I think, are also competing with one another for talent. You know, and that's something that's that's naturally going to happen in a, in a private market and in, in the economy. Uh, what we can do is support them. We also serve employers through backtoworkri.com. We can post their jobs for free. They don't need to pay a private company to do that. We can connect them with people that have the skills and abilities they need or get people the training they need to be successful in their operation. Do you think long term we'll see a rethinking of unemployment benefits generally because of the pandemic? You talked about people who never would have qualified. They were able to get benefits during the pandemic. Do you think that's something that could change longer term? Because so many people now, right, they are gig workers. They don't have a W-2 set job. Do you think we'll see long term changes? I think you're going to have to. And remember, this system goes back to like the New Deal. It, it's a great program that provides temporary support to people when they're out of work, but it's all based off of W-2 employment. And as the gig economy continues to grow, uh, we're going to see the need for some kind of a support in the event that people are out of work. And I think the federal government is thinking through that right now, and they're going to explore how to do that. One thing that's going to have to be decided is how is it funded? Right now, unemployment across the country is funded by state taxes on employers, it's payroll, and federal taxes on employers through their payroll. If the people are not working for a private employer and don't have a W-2, then there's gonna have to be another way to fund it. And that might be working with some of these large platforms to have them contribute or some other way like that. But yes, I think it's going to change. 
All right, last thing I wanted to ask you just about 15 seconds here. We hear a lot of people rethinking what they even want to do with their lives. If they want to do jobs before the pandemic that they weren't happy with. Is that something anecdotally that you're seeing? Absolutely. It's been a, a real pivotal time in people's lives and they've forced uh, you know, some changes in their life. And I think that's led them to a place where they're looking for something different. Back to work, Check out the opportunities. All right. DLT director Matt Weldon, thank you so much. Stay safe.